Time for the Friday edition of Hancock and Kelly. You two belong together. John Hancock, Michael Kelly on News Radio 1120, KMOX. You know, John, often in St. Louis, we find ourselves in hopeless situations. You know, we're continuing to watch uh, the the region kind of spiral, lose population, lose opportunity. Yeah. But what gives me hope is there are good, strong people who are still committed to St. Louis. I think of the old Laughlin's yeah. investing all the money that they're doing here in downtown and in the, uh, in the Westport area. The DeWitts. And this next guest especially, he is the executive chairman and founder of Clayco from right here in St. Louis. He joins us on the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. Mr. Clark, thanks so much for joining us on KMOX today. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Good to be here. Bob, my entire life uh, driving through St. Louis, North St. Louis, I've gone past Goodfellow at Highway 70, and we've seen the, the munitions plant sitting there empty. You made a proposal to relocate jobs that would move into the city of St. Louis, create opportunity, pay the 1% earnings tax. Goodness gracious, I bet they had a parade for you and opened, welcomed you with open arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I used, to draw, I used to go by that thing. My dad would take us to the St. Louis Cardinal football games when Dick Butkus and Larry Wilson would square off, you know, in the, uh, back in the 60s and drive by that building and always ask my dad that, Daddy, what is that thing? And he would always tell me, and he always tell me. And then the, you know, the ammunition plant was this big, giant, barrel-looking building. And so uh, I've known the site my whole life. Been in St. Louis uh, my whole life, basically. And uh, you know, I just don't understand it. But we've got a big concrete operation down on Broadway right now. Our lease is up in a couple of years. We need about 25 acres of land. We have a big operation. We've got at least 50 jobs down there that are high-paying. I'm talking 90 to $100,000 a year jobs. These are high-paying jobs. And we have um, you know, the potential of bringing at least 100 or 150 new jobs to the site. And at some point, you know, if we ever decided to make our concrete company independent, we moved our headquarters there, it could be three or 400 jobs. We actually, we actually planned the facility to be able to build 25,000 square feet of office space on the front of it. And the alternative site we're looking at has 20,000 square feet of office space. But we also said in our proposal that we would spend significant amount of money to build a job training center to train people in the neighborhood and people underemployed people from some of the tough communities in St. Louis to move them into the craft. And this would be about a $5 million investment over and above the uh, warehouse building, and then we would have to build a big shed building for all of our concrete pumps and that sort of thing. It'd be our shop, our fab shop, and we'd keep these job, these 50 jobs in St. Louis because we'd just be moving down the street. And instead, you know, we're essentially going to have to move out. The other sites we have, one is in, in the east, on the east side, which would work fine for us. And we have another one that we're looking at in Hazelwood that would work for us just fine. They have Bob, when you came forward with this proposal to move these jobs, to bring new opportunity to North St. Louis, a place that we all agree desperately needs it, what was the reception of the city? Were they willing to sit and work with you, or did they just punch you in the face? It was more just like a punch in the face. I think, you know, what happened is we we had been inquiring about the site. We've been talking to Neil Richardson, Larry Chapman, some of my other partners. No, no, no. You know, for Contico, you know, they have a site, Bill Miller and the Lester Miller's family, 
they own a, the building that I have under contract that's adjacent to the site, which is a decrepit old you know building that can't be used for anything. So that that building cannot be put into production. So when I saw that, I said, we'll get that under contract, which we have. Then we would buy this, uh, the old arms plant site, put 25 acres together, build a 200,000 square foot, very modern uh, cubes like, you know, modern logistics facility that would be our fab shop and everything. And basically they kept brushing us off. And finally they said, you know, we'll put an RFP out. And they kept saying they wanted retail. We talked to every single retailer. We talked to Pace. We talked to Home Depot. We talked to Target. We talked, and everybody basically is like, listen, there's no demographic. This is part of the problem with the city right now. They do not have a single qualified planning person that really understands urban planning. You know, within my group, I have 350 architects in LJC. We hired Chip Crawford, who's probably the top master planning urban designer in the country. He was at HOK for 26 years. He had a team of 250 people. He's got a team with me of about 35 or 40 professionals. And we're doing master planning all over the United States, all over North America. In fact, even some planning in the Middle East. And, and so any urban planner that really understands the fabric of the community would obviously see there's no way that you would put retail on this site. First of all, it's contaminated. Residential is banned. And I don't see somebody putting, you know, a place there to sell potato chips and groceries that uh, is on a contaminated site. It just doesn't make any sense at all. And it'll always have some low level of contamination. It'll never be cleaned up. It can be a, it can be a manufacturing plant. It can be an industrial warehouse building, as long as it's not food products going through there. But this idea of putting retail there is bad. It's just bad thinking. It's just like poppycock thinking. And the truth is that whole area is, is desolate and it's just a big mess. And until we get some development, we create some jobs, we create a brand new front entrance, we get some traffic going up and down the highway, nobody would even consider putting retail there. So we did a 67 page response. We spent a couple hundred thousand dollars putting our proposal together. I published it, I put it online, it's on our website. People can go there right now and see under the latest section, they can see the entire proposal that we did being totally transparent. And all we got was a short letter back, which I also published on LinkedIn that basically said, you know, your, your proposal doesn't check the boxes. So, so I just put it to the public and everybody else, take a look at our proposal and see which boxes it didn't check. Well, I was going to be... Yeah, that was going to be my question. Backed out of the our Olive Street, our Olive Market project. Target backed out at Olive Street and Highway 170 because of the potential, um, I forget what shrinkage that they they think they would have at the store there. So we're just until we stop, make St. Louis safer, get the crime under control, create economic development for these people in these neighborhoods and create jobs, which Clayco has been doing for 40 years. We're not going to, we're, we're not ever going to have retail in this area. I think there are other areas that are more appropriate for that. And so I just think you have a, you have a, you have a, a planning group that doesn't understand planning and urban communities. And so that's part of the disconnect, but I think this is just political. Honestly, this doesn't have anything to do with, 
with anything except bad politics, which I call St. Louis uh, the city of missed opportunities. Well, we, we we're a city is, that one time just another one. Yeah, we're a city at one time that built the arch. I mean, we can do big things, oh and because of people like you, we're trying to do big things. Um, Bob, what's going on? Is this just basic incompetence? Is it intentional um, to try yeah, to run I, business out? I kind of think it's fiefdoms. I mean, I think it's. I think it's first of all, it's not the political leadership's fault completely. I think for far too long, we had a civic organization that just was dysfunctional. It operated in the shadows. We never knew what their strategic plan was. All the cities that are doing really well across the United States have a strategic plan. But more importantly than that, they have an organization that is broad-based, that is focused on real civic progress, that has the neighborhoods involved. You have to have religious leaders involved. You have to have the black community having seats at the table. You have to, they, everybody has to come together. You have to have your political leaders invited that, that are going to you know, be able to be functional. And you, you have to put a strategic plan together, just like any business that's successful or any community that's successful. You have to have a roadmap. St. Louis does not have a roadmap. And, and what happens because the civic community is really let down the community in general, and I really believe this is a, a first civic problem, it really should be the business community, the major employers, the major, it doesn't even have to be the biggest companies. You know, civic progress was just, if you have 25,000 employees, you're automatically included. What it should be is the movers and shakers that can really make things happen, have the connectivity with the universities. We have so many good things to start with and yet we've lost over 50 major corporations since I started Clayco. 50 major corporations have left the community, sold their businesses, moved out. And I mean, you just can't point to any reason why a new business uh, or you know, some headquarters or some even regional operation for, for a major Fortune 50 company would locate in St. Louis. Why would they do that? What is compelling? Bob Clark is our guest. He's the general chairman of Clayco. He wanted to bring potentially hundreds of jobs and develop an area that had not been developed in over 30 years at Goodfellow and Highway 70 that was shot down by the city of St. Louis. I want to ask you about the politics here, Bob. Uh, you know, was this was this simply the mayor shooting it down? Was it incompetence? Do you is there is there a political undertow going on here? You know, it's the same thing that happened with so many other bad things and bad projects. You know, you look at our convention center, which was a you know blatantly tremendous mistake. Everybody knew it was a mistake. Um, the convention center put a half-cocked project together because they couldn't raise money. They couldn't convince the state to put money in. They, they, you know, they did what St. Louis does. They, they could have torn the dome stadium down, which is just a piece of junk. They could have, t- I offered to donate the land at the bottle district and they could have built a world-class convention center like Nashville has before they pulled the pin, before they started, you know, they could have taken a step back. Costs were going up. COVID was happening. I did a full-page ad in the St. Louis uh, Business Journal to show a master plan that could work, and I spelled out the eight bad things that are going to happen. 
interest rates went up. The, uh, so the project is way over budget. They haven't built the whole project. And all they really got for it was a, a, they covered up the loading docks. Yeah. And they cut off the neighborhood to the north even more. So this is, you know, this is on, this is on the current administration's watch. They could have stopped this. They could have taken a step back. You know, they gave me an audience. They didn't agree with me. They, you know, they're the boss. They could go and do what they did. The project's going to be $150 million over budget. I understand that Kitty's going to come back and ask for another bunch of money to finish the project. Totally predictable. They, they're already way over budget. I don't know where they're going to get the money. And this is systemic St. Louis. Well, this, and is Bob, the prob- this is This is what happens and let's without talk, a strategic plan. Yeah, and let's talk to that because you, you did mention politics, and there is something. Look, I, I, normally I would just chalk this up to an old crazy man, but uh, Sunshine uh, uh, has shown us that he's not, and that would be the mayor's dad who uh, said this about you on Twitter yesterday. Bob Clark is a vulture capitalist. He is also Paul McKee's partner. That alone should permanently disqualify him from ever developing in the city of St. Louis. You're one of the biggest developers yeah, well, in the country. What is going yeah, who on? Cares what, who cares what Vervis Jones thinks or says? Um, you know, what I'd say about that is that, well, you know, first of all, Paul McKee has been, you know, vilified tremendously in the city of St. Louis. And I can't really address all of that. I am not partners with Paul McKee in the city. Um, we haven't done any joint ventures down in the city, but I have, I actually have great respect for him. I know people, you know, would disagree, but Paul McKee and I did North Park together 25, you know, 25 years ago, 23 years ago, we started the project, I guess 20 years ago, we bought 550 acres of land from the city. We've done everything we said we're going to do. There's 10,000 jobs at North Park right now. We've developed almost the entire property. Clayco is relocating our entire operations to North Park right now. We just broke ground on Performance Food Group, a giant 300,000-square-foot facility moving out of the city because, again, you know, kind of a, a messy economic development process. They had a painful, agonizing process actually getting their, their uh, incentives and that sort of thing in place. Uh, which I didn't experience at all, by the way, when I went through my process in North Park, because, you know, smart people listen to smart ideas. And, you know, the, it, yeah. it, it really, it's just so frustrating. It is frustrating, we and we're great. Strategic plan, and we don't have a functional economic development Bob, organization in the community. I am grateful that you're a voice that's standing up and saying the truth. Too often we seem to be, hey, let's do a study and we just continue to go down to Mary Road and uh, as a result of that we're going down the drain. He is Bob Clark, kind enough to join us here on KMOX. Don't be a stranger. We'd like to have you back uh, again soon. Anytime.